Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. We're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, May 15, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket. I have a whole laundry list of notes today. I want to make several points. We're going to unpack a lot of things around the market. So we may have to jump around for a while to get my point across, but I assure you it will be well worth it. Let's assess the first thing that's jumping off the page. And this really just happened into the closing bell where they essentially gave up the ghost. They gave up that 20 period moving average on the daily chart and closed poorly on the day. Remember what we always say, it's not necessarily how they open them. It's not how they trade all throughout the day. It's how they close them that's most important. Since yesterday we were talking about a triangle pattern, let's bring it back up on the board. That's the one we were using yesterday. What we said was once price gets to the apex, it's pretty much out of time. The apex is right here. They don't have to wait to the apex. Maybe today was the last day. Maybe they ran out of time today doesn't have to be tomorrow, didn't have to be Thursday. It's when they run into the apex, they're out of time. They could break down or up at any point before they get to the apex. But wait, there's more. That was a small triangle of recent on the chart. We have more stuff. It's a bit of a bigger triangle from the lower trend line portion. However, this is a valid trend line. You have an important pivot low, another pivot low, it creates a trend line, and it happens to create a triangle with the pivot high into this area here. One thing I teach in my course, and I've mentioned it here a number of times, is the technicals behind the market. The technicals on the chart are part art form, part science. There's some things that just are what they are, and then there are other things that require creativity. They require trial and error. It's how we learn what's working, what's not working. Does this make any sense or does it not make any sense? To me, it makes sense. Now, what happens if? What happens if the market continues down? What happens if it gets to the lower portion or this lower trend line? What happens if? Well, you're going to test the low from the 12th, the low from the 10th, and for the purposes of this conversation, we don't need any trend lines because what happens? It's also around the vicinity of the low of a breakup candle on this daily chart. Get below that, stay below that. It opens the door for the gap. Here's your closing price. Here's your end of the white space. You decide what the gap is. You also have the 50 period moving average down there. So if the market's going to scale down, those are your next important areas. Of course, inside the number members will have this information refined down to the specific price first thing in the morning if they're trading down. We like to play umpire calling balls and strikes, so we always want to note what's on the weekly chart, a time frame above the one we're looking at, two time frames above the one we're looking at, time frames below the one we're looking at. So we like to look around the horn in a variety of different charts. So what's this doing? Nothing. It's having a slight pullback this week so far. 
The week's only two days old. Out of a total of five, there's three more to go. From a weekly chart perspective, they're still just eating time off the clock underneath the 100-period moving average. No change. Let's talk for a second about preparedness. There's a lot of different things each and every day, all day, that we have to be prepared for in our lives. We're talking specifically about the market and how we prepare for a trade or a potential trade. We don't want to guess what the market is going to do and then take a trade based on what we believe and what our guess was. What we want to do is take a trade based on what the market either is doing or what the market just did into an important place, which may have a reaction back in the other direction. There are a variety of different things that we can be prepared for the market to do. So we're looking again at this trend line, and here's the daily chart. Here's the trend line we used yesterday, but let's bring it down to a shorter time frame. Here's a 15-minute chart. You see, at the end of the day, they cut through it like a hot knife through butter. Now, we know a couple of things. When price gets to these trend lines, is approaching these trend lines, just like an important place, they're magnetic. They pull price in. Doesn't mean they're going to bounce off of it. They pull price in. Remember, technically, we have another trend line that could be support. It also could be magnetic. They could want to fight back up and above that by the end of the day tomorrow if you find price below. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Now we have an hourly chart. So let's take, for example, what was the market doing all day? Forget about the trade in the morning. We'll get to that later. After the first hour, all the market did was center around a specific place and go sideways for the most part all day long. So was she going sideways after a move down? Is it a bear flag pattern like this from here? We have a down move and a flag pattern, and then what we did have was another down move. So if we can identify, and this is in the spirit of being prepared, if we can identify the fact that the market is doing something, therefore, if it begins to do the next thing, that's the next thing after the thing it did that generally happens, you might have to rewind the video to catch that one, then what we can do is identify and be prepared for what they are doing. They're heading for a specific place. Now, you'll see later inside the numbers, we had the specific place. We had the number, but unfortunately, leading into the end of the day, that's not necessarily a trade, but it's information that we knew from an inside the numbers and live room perspective. We knew where they were going, and you'll see that in a moment when you read the inside the number commentary. There's a method to the madness. Having an understanding of what the market's doing lets you identify the next thing that they're doing, which leads you to, can you trade it to that place or can you trade it from that place? At least you know what they're doing. It gives you an advantage over most of the blokes out there. Here's something a little out of the ordinary for me. I'm going to use an analogy. This is Aaron Judge. He plays for the Yankees, of course. If you're not a baseball person, you'll get this analogy. Look at his eyes. What is he looking at? The pitcher, and I know this for a fact because this is on video, I took this clip of the eyes from the video. You've all seen this if you're a baseball person already. What's he looking at? He's not looking at the catcher. The catcher's down here. He's looking into the dugout. Why is that? Well, some would say he's cheating. He's looking for signs. They're stealing signs and they're giving to him. Maybe, maybe not. 
What he's doing isn't necessarily illegal. It could be wrong, but it may not be illegal. He's looking in the dugout because the people in the dugout are telling him what side of the plate the catcher's on. Now, he could look down at the catcher. That's fine. But if he looks down at the catcher and the catcher sees that he's looking down at him, the next pitch is coming right here in his ear. So he takes a glance over in the dugout. It's probably somebody over there telling him the catcher's set up outside. Why is that? Because if Judge knows the catcher's set up outside, he knows it's probably not a fastball outside. That gives him a chance to extend his arms, and he's probably going to crush it if he knows a fastball's coming outside. But outside could also mean a slider. In this case, it normally would mean a slider, and therefore it's kind of a fastball that tricks you at the last second and it moves down. Well, guess what? If he knows it's a slider, he's waiting on it, he can adjust, and a lot of times the catcher will set up outside on a slider, so the catcher is actually tipping off the pitch. This, and if you forgot already, the reason I brought this up is this is in the spirit of being prepared. Whether this was right, wrong, or indifferent doesn't matter. Judge wants to be prepared for the pitch. How do you like them apples? Back to basics, net-net, break up candle low, that's your line in the sand, get below, they're down in this area, filling the gap one way or the other. You might want to write this on a sticky note too. A lot of times intraday, if they bust through one of these breakup candle lows, they'll fight back to it at some point. So there is a spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction trade on the board in that scenario. And if you don't know what that is, you should stop by the live room someday because we do that trade over and over and over again quite often. Speaking of which, anybody make money inside the numbers today? Yes, there was. As we know, it was turnaround Tuesday, futures down slightly as a result. So you can read the notes and pause the video, go back to the chart and double check the work. I'm going to highlight a few important things, like they're pushing higher again. The zone, if they're pushing higher, the zone between 413.40 and 413.85 is likely a stop price from rising place. Our pivot today will be 412. 30. Put that on a sticky note, a temporary sticky note. 4.12.30. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity. Here's a five-minute SPY chart. And where is 4.12.30? It's the horizontal trend line. And you can see right here, later in the session, early afternoon, they came back for a retest of the pivot. Now that happens often. And sometimes in the room, I'll say, hey, Come hell or high water, I can't guarantee everything, but come hell or high water, they're likely to come back and test this pivot. Now, I didn't say that today, but they came back to test the pivot. Getting below and staying below on candle closes opens the door for another leg lower, down to the likes of 411 for starters. Temporary sticky note stuff, this is at zero dark 30 in the morning. And there's your 411. Our buy price in the live room was actually slightly lower than that. It was down here at 410.89. Why was that? Because that was the former low from a shenanigans tail candle that we used for a spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction trade. How you doing? What did they do? They ripped it back up in the other direction. Nice trade. That was good for about 10 points for most traders, give or take. Few got more, few got less. Let's see what we have as the day gets underway. You're going to see all this in here. You'll see later. See this 41030? 
You're going to see that pop up later as the market trades around. We can expand the zone. We change things as the market trades out. We adjust to what she's doing. Well, what we adjusted to later was the new zone was between 411 and 410.30. There are no accidents nor coincidences. These numbers are important, which means they're magnetic, which means they're support if prices above, they're resistance if prices below. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here for the taking. If you're an active trader or would like to be during the trading day from a day trading perspective, this is information that could be invaluable if you have an understanding of how to use it. Here's a zone by 940. There are three numbers that could bounce the tape. First, they ripped it back without hitting the number. Don't forget the pivot and 412.50 today was overhead resistance early in the morning, and that was resistance early in the morning over here. 951, 411.55, 411, and 410.30 are all numbers that can bounce the tape. Some platforms show a price with a spike of 411, and some don't. That's what happened this morning. There was a bit of a shenanigans situation going on. Price spiked down on one chart, didn't show up on another. And there you have it, 955. 411 to 410.30 is the next zone of support. If they stay above 411.55, the door is open for 412. Below, and it's open for 411 to 410.30. We had a rodeo, bit of a short-term rodeo. They did the 412, and then they started back down. 411 to 410.30 is still the zone of support for a bounce back. 10.11 a.m., they're in the showtime zone. Remember, this is the just-in-caser. If they fell out of bed, the next number down is 409.50. It just in case. They start to bounce. They start as a scalp with potential. 411.55 was an important number. That gave you five and a half points on the scalp. You hold the rest. The trailer did fine. They gave you 10 points, 12 points. Whatever they gave you on the trade was fine. We're looking for the morning trade. Sometimes they give us five, six, seven, eight points. Sometimes they give us 10 or 12. Sometimes they give us 25 or 35. We don't know. That's why we take a scalp. We take the base hit off the table. We put it in our pocket. And then we let the rest ride to see how much more we can get. You never know when the market's going to give you the rocket ride. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart. Double check the work. It's all in here. Remember, this is a morning business. Especially, you don't want that second bite at the apple. Sometimes there's a razor inside. How about NOG, Northern Oil and Gas? They kind of creeped into it. They hovered over it. They did the thing. Either way you want to look at it, whether you took the trade or not, is trader's choice. They didn't do it in the perfect manner in which, but you know the takeaway, the numbers work. And here's what happened in the room. We were looking at it. They were hovering. They bounced away. And I said, well, 3012 is no good anymore, but 30 has some magic qualities. You look for around 30, maybe a spike of 30. What was the low? About 30.01. How you doing? There are no secrets. There are things we just have not learned yet. We are doing a whole host of learning in the live trading room each and every morning. Just ask the folks in the live room. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, it's nothing other than a weak tape melting underneath the whole moving average situation. Below all the moving averages is what? The trend is your friend. The trend is down. You have unfinished business down here around this gap. What opens the door for the gap? 
get below the low from the other day. It's that simple, Friday. Weekly chart, there's nothing good here. Doesn't mean they can't have a spike up into the moving averages, but there's nothing good here from a weekly chart perspective. You lose these lows here, and you have one last line of defense, 162.50, and then you're looking at 150, give or take. That's just the way it's going to unfold. Here's your monthly chart. This is a monthly bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of thing. That's what this is. Big time channel, high end of a range, low end of a range. You lose this whole situation without going back up to the top. And guess what? Comes all the way down like that. There'll be support along the way. 150 is a big fat round number. It's a semi-fat round number. Maybe a little in front of it. Maybe a little below it. 150 is a general spot. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM, a number one canary in the coal mine. They're also melting away. They're a proxy for the overall economy, believe it or not, like it or not. Stuff moves around the country, moves around the world by the transportation department. The trains, planes, automobiles, trucks, ships, all that stuff. If they're moving less stuff around, there's a contraction happening in the economy. If the market believes they're going to move less stuff around, there will be a contraction in the stock market before the contraction in the economy takes place. Market drives the economy, not the other way around. Put that on a sticky note. That's a permanent one. Talk about compare and contrast. What about the Q people? Anything wrong with this market? No. Finished up one-third of 1% on the day, almost a buck. Nothing wrong here, a grind up. But on what? On the back of a handful of stocks. The breadth is not expansive in the market. It's narrow. The money supply is contracting. Put that on a sticky note. Credit is contracting. That is a contracting economic situation. The market will tell you that's coming. The last man standing are the cues. The divergence is this. You have other markets melting away. You have the queues going up. Are the queues going to turn around and unravel? Or will the rest of the market, the IWM, the S&P, the transports, will the breath get better? And will those markets turn around and catch up to the queues? The whole market is dependent on the 7, 8, 9, 10 stocks that drive the queues. I don't think so. Doesn't mean the market can't go up for another week or two or whatever. But that's not the way it works. Nothing good on this chart for the XLF or the financial space. We don't really even need this line anymore. I'm sure it'll show back up tomorrow. Your current bogey is this low here. You lose that low, and it opens a door to fill this gap down here and potentially test the lows. The flip side, the umpire calling balls and strikes, is the only way this thing turns around is to got to get back above the moving averages, the 20 and the 50. They got recapture 32.50 at minimum to get anything solid going on the upside. About Smash Mouth, another divergence of sorts. Now, they weren't down today, but they weren't up much either. They finished relatively flat on the day. They tried to rally, but they sold off, but they finished flat on the day. That's not a negative. Guess what? They're above all the moving averages. So this, at least, is a little more expansive than just the top stocks in the queues of the NASDAQ 100. Here's a whole sector that's doing just fine, which is a pretty good proxy for the tech space. So this is a bit of an outlier. It's a puzzle piece. We put it on the table because we know 
that as long as they stay weekly above that 100-period moving average, they're prone to go higher, and if they do go higher, it's likely the other parts of the market are going along with it, regardless of what the breadth is or is not. Price is the absolute arbiter. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.